Good morning. Welcome to Money Wise with Ray Lance of USA Wealth Group, your financial and retirement guide. The mission of USA Wealth is to help you protect your family and protect your money. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of Money Wise. We're so pleased that you can join us again this week. We like to talk about things that are going to be useful to you and to your family, uh, ideas about how to make more money, how to save more money, how to leave a legacy, how to protect your family, which is the number one goal that everyone should have. Thank you for joining us every week at this time. We're so thrilled to have you as faithful listeners. And I find more and more every week that I find people who will say they listen to the show every single week. Today, this morning, we're very pleased to have with us as a special guest, Mr. Ian Abreu, who's the Manager of Workforce and Business Development at the Greater New Bedford Area Chamber of Commerce. Is that the right title for you, Ian? Uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, uh, imagine trying to fit all that onto a nameplate. It's, yes. it, it's about a font size six, I think, but uh, well, that's I think okay. If anybody could do it, Ian, you could do it. I can do it. Thank yes. you for having me back on, Ray. It's, uh, it's a pleasure. It's been a couple of months, so thanks for having me back. Well, you know what I like most about you, Ian, is I like your can-do attitude, and I like the fact that you've got a great voice and a great speaking ability. Oh, well, thank you. So it's really important, especially when we're doing a radio show. We're going to be talking about some important things that the New Bedford Chamber of Commerce is doing. We're also going to talk a little bit about what the Fall River Chamber of Commerce is doing. And one question I have is workforce training and development. What exactly does that do? So, uh, you know, the New Bedford Area Chamber of Commerce, uh, we're very active in regard to economic and workforce development and I'm very proud of that. Uh, when you look at other chambers throughout the country uh, and you look at the statistics, usually about one out of two at around 45% of chambers in the United States are actively engaged in putting people back into work. We're one of them. And as someone who oversees that department on what we do, I'm very proud in that. Uh, you know, We've created a lot of synergy between not only our chamber, but the Greater New Bedford Career Center the Greater New Bedford Workforce Investment Board, the mayor's office. We've created a lot of job training initiatives for those who are un and underemployed, getting people back to work because what's happening, and we've seen this, this paradigm shift over the last year. A lot of our members and businesses throughout the community have come to me and have come to our chamber and said, now that the economy is starting to turn around, we're starting to hire again. But it's been so long since we've hired in mass quantities we need help. We need you to help us bridge that gap between our needs and what we need and match those needs with those who are un underemployed in our constituency. So we do that uh, you know, uh, regularly, and that's something that I do not only in the schools with our students who are graduating and about to graduate through the Connecting Activities School to Career program, but also we're proudly serving the adult population. And uh, you know, a great example of that was that South Coast Jobs Fair that we hosted back in April at UMass Dartmouth. It was a regional partnership. It was a great event. That was a partnership in conjunction with the Fall River Chamber of Commerce, too, wasn't it? Actually, it was only the New Bedford Area Chamber for this one, uh, but we have talked to the Fall River Chamber about creating a, a dovetailing in the future. Because I've seen some material on their website as well talking about uh, this kind of an opportunity. You know, I think it's so special that everybody needs to work, everybody needs a job. We need more jobs in our region for sure. And I think it's such an important thing that the Chambers of Commerce of both Fall River and New Bedford can do this. I'd like to give folks a little bit of background information about you. I know that you've uh, worked in the past for New Bedford Bay Sox baseball. 
I know you've worked for Gatehouse Media as a journalist, and you may even still do some of that because I know you're a good writer as well as a good speaker. Absolutely. No, I thank you very much. And, uh, you know, my degree was from Bridgewater State, now university. It was college back then. Um, but my degree is in communication, art, and science with a minor in political science. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I'd like to think of myself as somebody who can speak okay. I've certainly taken enough courses over the years and had enough training. I think we'll put out a poll and see if you... If the folks listening think that you are a good speaker. Yes, please do. <laughs> Let me know. I'm curious. I try. You've also been a sports correspondent and a special sections writer uh, for the Fall River Herald. You know, you've worked at the Bristol County Sheriff's Office. And yes, you do have a degree from Bridgewater State University. And um, your major was in communications? That is correct. So I pretty much did everything in front of and behind the camera. Uh, you know, I, I studied a lot of governmental and uh, political communication, uh, government courses, again, through my political science minor, and it all kind of streamlined into what I'm doing today, not only with the New Bedford Area Chamber of Commerce and advocating for business growth in our constituency, but as you know, also in my political uh, aspirations and running for counselor at large here in New Bedford. Really? You have political aspirations? Yeah. Who would have who <laughs> thunk it? <laughs> I try. Well, actually, I know that you did run uh, for counselor at large in the city of New Bedford. Um, and when was that? That was in 2013. That was my first time out citywide. And how did you do? I came in seventh place, and the top five get elected. There's five seats available, but what ended up happening was um, I only lost by 141 votes, which is really nothing. It's uh, a really slim margin. It is. When you look at a citywide election, uh, it was a little lower of a turnout than we were hoping for, just over 6%. This time with a lot of people running for the mayor's office and we have a pretty good robust list of, um, you know, both ward and at large races going on. Uh, we're anticipating at least a four to five, maybe hopefully six percent uh, shift higher in the voter turnout this time, good. which is going to be good for engaging, uh, you know, the community. Uh, there are a lot of issues at stake here in New Bedford in regard to our school system, in regard to workforce and economic development, constituent service, public safety, South Coast Rail, the casino. There's a lot of robust dialogue happening. And uh, if you want to be part of it, you want to be engaged in New Bedford, you want to talk to us about, uh, you know, where your place will be in our city going forward, then I urge you to go to the polls on November 3rd, or if there's a preliminary on October 5th. Well, I know you've done a lot for the city and you've done a lot for our region already. So number one, I want to wish you best of luck in your race for counselor at large in New Bedford. Thank, I think thank you. that's exciting. And I think what you could bring to the city would be extremely useful. Well, well, thank you. And and I've said this to the media in the past, and I've said it on my website and in my Facebook page. I feel that my proven level of success in regard to economic workforce development, job creation, job training, education, constituent service, I'm uniquely positioned to tackle many of the critical issues that our city is facing today. Um, and I, I feel that I could help be a piece uh, or, or or a uh, spoke on the wheel that can help uh, tie it all in together. We're, we have a lot of great momentum happening in the city right now, but we just need to punch it in. We're at the one-yard line, and uh, I, I feel that I'm the person to help do that. I like the football analogy. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking with Ian Abreu this morning, and uh, he's just announced uh, to us, at least, that he will be a candidate once again for a counselor at large in New Bedford. So I think that's terrific. Let me come back to the subject of work. You know, everybody needs to work. Everybody needs a job. I'd like to give you a quotation from Abraham Lincoln. He said once, if you intend to go to work, there is no better place than right where you are. 
If you do not intend to go to work, you cannot get along anywhere. Squirming and crawling about from place to place can do no good. President Abraham Lincoln said that. So even he was concerned about work and the importance of having good work habits. And it really starts with that when we talk about working. And if you want to improve yourself in life, you have to work hard. You have to work for something. And to talk about working, and I just want to let people know, people in New Bedford on the South Coast who may be under underemployed, they want to get back to work. Okay, Absolutely. We have a 6%, a little over 6%, around 6.8, 6.6, depending on where you get your data from, of an unemployment rate in New Bedford. But I've got to tell you, uh, we've helped chip away at that, the chamber, and I'll tell you how. I mean, when we had our uh, April 8th jobs fair, we connected, now get this, 117 regional local, and national employers. I know 117 seems like an odd number, but that was the max capacity we could fill at the trip center uh, at UMass. But we connected 117 employers with over 1,000 job seekers through the Greater New Bedford Korea Center. And out of those 1,000 who walked through our doors, we created either full, part-time, seasonal, or paid or unpaid internship opportunities for roughly over 500 of those attendees who came in through those doors. We're getting that data in as we speak. So think about that. Out of that event, we've fostered over 500 to 600 opportunities uh, for our local residents to either uh, achieve gainful employment or get or achieve some type of um, uh, you know program where they can uh, you know get themselves employed or employable uh, through our service. So that was a huge event. It's you know if you talk to local workforce development experts, they'll tell you that this was probably the best jobs fair that Greater New Bedford has ever had, and I'm proud to say that our chamber took the lead on that, and we helped provide such a robust uh, event for Greater New Bedford. Well, that's really exciting. There's nothing more important, I think, to any family than having the ability to earn a living wage, to have a proper job, to improve yourself. And um, so Workforce Investment Board, is that a separate corporation under the chamber? So the the Greater New Bedford Workforce Investment Board is a separate entity onto itself. Uh, We we are, uh, you know, uh, uh, together in many different initiatives. Uh, Again, the Greater New Bedford Connecting Activities Partnership, for instance, Mm -hmm. um, that is a partnership between the chamber and the Connecting Activities Program, again, for those of you who might not be aware, it's the School to Career Partnership, which we partnered with New Bedford High School, Dartmouth High School. Ray, I know you've taken students uh, yes, in the past. Yes, we've had interns come from Dartmouth High School before. Exactly. In our office. So uh, the WIB is actually uh, the Workforce Investment Board, but we call it the WIB. They're the fiscal agent for Connecting Activities because it's a state-funded program. Okay. So it's the WIB, the Chamber. The mayor's office of New Bedford, so John Mitchell's office, is in on this initiative, as well as Bristol Community College. Uh, they employ a couple of, we call them career specialists, who uh, we uh, you know work with them, and they're in the schools. They're helping to place students with chamber members or local businesses in the community so they can get a real uh, you know, uh, uh, germane college and career uh, experience. Does the chamber serve any kind of a clearinghouse function? Let's say somebody wasn't able to attend one of the career development programs or the job development programs or the job fairs, but they wanted more information about how to contact. Uh, Can the chamber or does the chamber serve as 
any kind of a clearinghouse where they could get more information on employment opportunities? Absolutely. Uh, And we're starting to get this now. I mean, ever since we started this jobs fair, we have our members and other community members who are business owners coming to us saying, hey, when you put out your e-news, your electronic newsletter blaster, when you put out your bi-monthly print newsletter, The Focus, can you post these jobs for us? Mm-hmm. We're hiring in these areas because they know that we have quite a diverse mailing list and quite a network, right? We have a 1,000 members, uh, all local to medium uh, to small range-sized businesses who are in our uh, chamber network. So we've been absolutely, we've been absolutely promoting these job opportunities. If anyone wants to talk to me about this as well, they can call me Good. at What's my office. Number? 508-999-5231, extension 24. Call me anytime, Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, if I'm not in the office. Please return. I'll return the call within 24 to 48 hours. So let's say somebody's listening today and they're interested in having a different career, different job, uh, looking for opportunities. Um, What's the website they could contact for information? So they can always email me at my email address. So it's iabreu, so it's I-A-B-R-E-U, at New Bedford, all one word, New Bedford Chamber, it's all together, dot com. iabreu at newbedfordchamber.com. And we've created a great partnership with Deb Rijo and Sharon Martin and Brenda Francis, all the great New Bedford Career Center. So they have their finger on the pulse of the community of who's hiring, what they're hiring for through their job portal. Uh, and we've streamlined that communication between us and them. So we'll contact them. We can work with them, try to find what may be a fit for you. There's plenty of uh, job training, too, through the Workforce um, Training Fund that we can talk about if you're an employer, if you want to get your uh, employees a little more experience in computer skills or computer working. Uh, if you have um, a lot of employees that may be ESL, English of a Second Language, and you want to help teach them English, we can help you. That's a grant-funded program through the state called the Workforce Training Fund. We co-host those seminars every year. If you're interested in that, we can definitely help uh, you know, broker those kinds of deals for you. You know, on this radio show in the past, we've had guests on from SNEEF, Southern New England Entrepreneurial Forum. In fact, I joined that organization after that because I was so impressed with what they do. Uh, We've had folks on from Bristol Community College talking about career development and job placement and things like that. So it's critically important we have organizations like the Fall River Chamber of Commerce, the New Bedford Chamber of Commerce that can help coordinate some of these activities and bring these things together. And, and you know, Ray, and I'm sure you've spoken to Rob Melly, and if you haven't yet, you will soon, the president and CEO of the Fall River Area Chamber. And he and us and I, we speak the same language. The days of the battle lines being drawn, this is New Bedford, this is Fall River. Don't you cross into New Bedford or Fall River if you're from one or the other. Those days are over. We're stressing regional collaboration. This is a South Coast initiative. Okay, Fall River, Taunton, New Bedford, all cities, all metropolitan towns in the southernmost tip of, uh, of our commonwealth, we need to work together. And, Absolutely. And we've been talking about this for a while now, and there's a lot of programs and events that we're starting to partner on together. And we talked about the South Coast Rail, for example, before we got on the air. We're all partnered on the Rail to Boston Coalition. It's things like this to help work together to make the South Coast a better place to live in, work in, raise a family in. We're going to talk about some of those things in a few minutes. I want to remind everybody that you're listening to MoneyWise, brought to you by USA Wealth Group every week at this time. And if you'd like to reach somebody in our office, you can call me or anybody in my office at 508-998-8858. 
And our website is usawealthgroup.com. And by the way, any of these radio shows that you've listened to, if you want to listen to any of the previous shows that we've done, you can go on to our website, and they're all archived onto the website, so you can go back and listen to shows that you might have missed. But this morning, we're meeting with Ian Abreu, who's the Manager of Workforce and Business Development for the New Bedford Chamber of Commerce. And are there events that are being planned uh, to combine activities of both New Bedford and Fall River Chambers of Commerce? Absolutely. So this upcoming October, we're partnering with the Fall River Area Chamber again for the South Coast Business Expo. That'll be happening on October 15th. That's a Wednesday. So that's a, that's a regional partnership between us in the New Bedford area and the Fall River Area Chamber. And it's the area's and the region's largest business-to-business trade and networking show. We do two main uh, you know, uh, of these types of shows each year. One, geared toward business-to-consumer. That's the Greater New Bedford Home Show at Vogue Tech, usually that first right. week in every March, which you know about. Yes. Then every October, we have the region's largest business-to-business expo and trade show at Whites of Westport. They're hosting us again, which is phenomenal. But again, there are plenty of other activities and initiatives we are going to be partnering on in the future. Um, that's all I'm really at liberty to say right now. But sure. uh, there is a lot. there's going to be a lot of uh, cohesion happening between the two of us. Well, Ian, you know, there's nothing more important than working together, and there's nothing more important, ladies and gentlemen, if you're looking to improve your position in life, to investigate the chamber. If you're a small business organization, you clearly ought to be a member of the chamber. How does somebody become a member or find out about joining the Chamber of Commerce? Contact me. I'll hook you up. Uh, Give me a call again (laughs) at 508-999-5231, extension 24. Not only on the workforce side of things, I also, in the title that, you know, we talked about a font size six, director of business development as well. So if you want to be a member of the Chamber, what happens is you and I will sit down and we'll develop a strategic plan that's going to be best for you and your business so you can maximize your chamber experience, whether if you want to expand, you want to increase your network, build your book of business, that's what I do. I'll be more than happy to help you. Good. No, we'll definitely plan to do that. We've been doing more uh, marketing and outreach in the greater Fall River area recently, too. We've just concluded some seminars on the subject of Social Security and retirement income planning and how to integrate the two of them together. quick example that I give uh, often is this. A lot of people think, well, if I have an IRA account, I don't want to touch it until I reach 70 and a half. But on the other hand, I need money to live on, so I'm going to activate my Social Security. We tell people often, reverse your thinking. Look into the opposite. Look into taking money from your IRA account and let your Social Security have delayed credits, which continue to mean that you're going to get a larger check when you actually activate it. So there are many things about retirement income planning There are many things about Social Security that people don't understand. There's more than 2,500 core rules for Social Security, for example. One of our jobs on the radio and one of our jobs in our office is to help people increase their personal knowledge. In fact, uh, Plato, one of my favorite people I'd like to quote, once said, And what, Socrates, is the food of the soul? Surely, I said, knowledge is the food of the soul. So these are wise men even way back thousands of years ago, who understood the reason for having knowledge in improving your education. And one of the things we're doing today, ladies and gentlemen, is we're talking about how you can get more knowledge and information about job programs that might be available to you. And um, the New Bedford Area Chamber of Commerce, the Fall River Area Chamber of Commerce, 
are both doing some wonderful things to provide programs and avenues for you to connect. So, yes, there are job agencies and there are unemployment division agencies and so forth, but if you're looking to find ways that you can improve your skills, have further training, possibly link up with all the employers who are members of the chamber, you, you've got to contact the Chamber of Commerce. And you would be amazed at the jobs fair we had in April. We had everything from entry-level uh, positions, whether it may be at Walmart or a retailer, where you maybe you only needed a high school-level education or a GED, a kind of way to to build up your, your resume and to really increase yourself professionally. We had everything from that all the way to doctorate-level degree work and master's degree-level work. Uh, we had every end of the spectrum covered, you know, whether you had minimal education or high level of education, we really casted a wide net for our job seekers. And one thing we guaranteed, when you walk through those doors, we had something for you. And we did. We certainly did, whether you were a manufacturer, an engineer, uh, a retailer, uh, in marketing, food service, whatever the case may be, we had something for you at that event. And I'm very proud of that. Well, that's good. And that's that's a great success story. You know, for people to do something and to improve their lot in life, to find a job, to improve their position, to get more education. They have to reach out and do something. There's an interesting Chinese proverb that I came across one time that said, man must sit in chair with mouth open for a very long time before roast duck fly in. (laughs) It doesn't happen unless you make it happen. Yeah, right, right, (laughs) right. Interesting. I like that. Well, there's some funny things. Um, But even Confucius once said, life is really simple, but men insist on making it complicated. There's nothing more complicated than picking up a telephone and contacting uh, Ian Abreu at the New Bedford Chamber of Commerce, and he can be reached at 508-999-5231, extension 24. And if you don't have a pen to write that down and and you've forgotten it, just get in touch with me, Ray Lance, at my office. We're on Fonts Corner Road, by the way. Uh, which has become a very busy area, and call us at 508-998-8858, and we can also tell you how to get in touch with the chamber. We're going to come back in just a few minutes, but you know, Ian, it's it's so important for people to be proactive in what they do, whether it's completing their education or whether it's attending a job fair or whether it's reaching out to the resources, the very rich resources we have in this area. And I'm I'm proud to know that you do so much in this area. I think it means a lot to everybody who's listening. Well, thank you very much. And and again, uh, we call we do God's work. We really do in a way because we're here just to give a service to our community because we love our constituency. We love Greater New Bedford. I personally do, of course, uh, as you all know, but I'm just here to serve uh, the residents of the city who may be un- underemployed or those business owners who are looking to get a few extra bucks in their pocket, looking to expand, looking to build their network. That's why I'm here. That's why we're here. And we're happy to do it. They say, what do they say? When you go to work every day, or you don't feel like you're going to work every day, you love your job, and I do. I don't feel like I'm at work every day. I love what I do. Every day brings a new challenge, uh, a new obstacle, but they're fun challenges and fun obstacles. I enjoy what I do, so I think the proof's in the pudding. Well, you have a great deal of enthusiasm, and I hope that you can bring some of that enthusiasm to the New Bedford City Council. I think I will. I hope that if enough people are listening, realize that you have a, a ton of energy and a ton of enthusiasm that I think it will be very useful for New Bedford. We're going to come right back, ladies and gentlemen, in just a moment and continue our discussion with Ian Aber from New Bedford Chamber of Commerce.
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another edition of MoneyWise. We like to be with you every week. Our mission is to show you a number of ways that you can help protect your family and protect your money. There's nothing more important in life than your family. And the second thing is most important is having enough money to live on. In order to do that, you have to have a job. You have to be productive. You have to show up for work every day and maybe do a little bit more than what you are otherwise expected to do. It's the American success story. It's how we succeed. What we like to do every week on this radio station is we like to talk about things that will help improve your life or give you some more knowledge about how to take charge of some financial things in your life. And we occasionally bring in guests as well, and we talk about specific topics. This morning, we're very pleased to have with us Mr. Ian Abreu. Uh, His name is spelled A-B-R-E-U, by the way. He's a resident of New Bedford. He works full-time for New Bedford Chamber of Commerce, and he's currently the manager of workforce and business development. But he's also very active in the community. Now, uh, Ian, welcome back, first of all. Thank you. Thank you for welcoming back. And I think you've been involved in a few community activities along the way, haven't you also? Just a few. Uh, Why don't you tell us about some of them? Sure. I'm very active in a lot of civic organizations in New Bedford. One, for example, uh, I'm very active and I am a member of the Prince Henry Society, the New Bedford chapter, which is the Portuguese American Civic Organization. Uh, as well as the Portuguese Feast, the Feast of the Blessed Sacrament. I was an executive committee member and officer. My first year I served in 2012, I was the feast treasurer, so that was quite a robust experience. But not only that, between, you know, I'm very involved in the Portuguese community, very proud of my my Madeiran and Azorian Portuguese heritage. I have oh, both. Wow. I have both. I'm what you call a Portuguese mutt. I'm all over the place. My father's side is from Madeira. My my mother's side is split. So my grandfather on my mother's side is from the continent, the Lisbon area. Mm-hmm. My grandmother on my mother's side is from the Pico area. So I'm kind of all over the place. So I say, Viva Portugal. I'm from Portugal, and that's that. And how are your language skills? Mais ou menos. Good. Eu falo <laughs> português mais ou menos. Pequena. Okay, good. I, I said a little bit, so. Enough to get by. I always tell people I can speak enough Portuguese to get into trouble and to get fed. <laughs> well, those are the two most important things. <laughs> it's true. And I can say bom dia. That's bom dia. Not, not too much more than that. Bom dia, boa tarde is the afternoon, and yes. boa noite is good night. I actually took lessons at one point in time because I thought it was important, um, but it got interrupted because I had a number of night meetings and I had to drop out of the class. And then I think the following year I took Spanish for a year or two years at UMass Dartmouth, and that was interesting as well. Portuguese and Spanish are very similar. Yes. If you can understand one, you can get by with the other with no problem. There's different dialects, of course, when you go to South America or Spain. Yeah, Brazil's but very much different. Sure. Well, that's good to know, and uh, it's good to know of your involvement in the Prince Henry Society. It's, it's one of the most notable organizations we have in our commu- community, and they've done some wonderful things. I mean, our, our mission is to send uh, local students uh, to college who may have any kind of financial strain. I mean, we, on average, each year we provide $40,000 worth of scholarships to local students who are seniors graduating from local high schools. Not only that, but we also provide Christmas and Thanksgiving baskets for those who may be hungry during the holidays. We do a lot. Those are really great things to do. I don't think there's anything more important than helping young people. I'm working on a a book publication right now, and it's going to be all about mentorship and why it's important to help younger people. And um, I have an idea. You know, you have worked in the uh, Bristol County uh, prison as well uh, in the past 
Are, are there programs that take place there where they help um, provide social training, for example, for people who are going to reenter the community who are getting out of jail? Well, I was the case manager for Sheriff Hodgson from 2010 through 2012 when I had left uh, to take my post at the New Bedford Area Chamber. I worked in a reentry unit, which was uh, had sentenced inmates. So one of my duties when I was there was to help provide them with health insurance when they were leaving, help provide them with uh, housing if they didn't have housing, tried to find them employment opportunities when they were ready to leave, mm-hmm. uh, kind of going through with them, you know, a little bit of their skill set, trying to find out, you know, where they come from, what their backgrounds are, trying to decipher and make sure that we can try to get them a good experience when they leave the prison or the jail, I should say, because the goal is to not have them come back, of course. So we want to help reintegrate them into society. And of course, it's always that struggle of trying to convince employers to hopefully maybe take someone who may have had a past criminal record because it's a, it can be a vicious cycle. If you leave jail or prison and you've had a record and any legitimate employer is going to conduct a quarry search, if you see that maybe they had a uh, they served a maybe one or two year sentence for a burglary or an assault or whatever, you may be hesitant to not hire that person. And what happens if you don't hire that person? They're unemployed. They may be homeless. They may mm-hmm. be panhandling on the streets, which I know is a very uh, you know, touchy subject in New Bedford right now. But regardless, they, they may uh, you know, end up reoffending sure. to feed their family. I mean, that's sure. just the reality behind it. It's unfortunate. So how can we get employers to make an investment in people who are looking to change their lives? That, that's very important to try to convince employers to do that. Is there anything that the chamber does in that particular direction, or is that more left to um, state grants or state programs, for example, to accomplish? It's been more of a federally and state-granted uh, fund programs, but uh, you know, I'd certainly be open to dialogue with Sheriff Hodgson in the future mm-hmm. to see if we can sit down and create some kind of partnership and deal, because there's something to be, to be said about that, and the Career Center should have a seat at that table as well, because... Just because you may be an inmate and you may have committed a crime and were convicted, it doesn't mean you don't have a skill set. You know, I, I had, for an example, I had a dentist once in my office, okay, who was sentenced for whatever reason. But the point is, he is a gentleman who had years of schooling, had his own practice, made a mistake, as we all have made mistakes, got caught, was convicted, went to jail for whatever it was. But the point is, is... We had people from all walks of life. All people who commit crimes aren't uneducated people. People make mistakes. It's part of life. Mm. So it's how can we utilize the talents of those who we may be serving to get them back to work once they leave? Some really important things to think about. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking this morning with Ian Abreu from the uh, New Bedford Area Chamber of Commerce. And I know, Ian, in your capacity in in, um, that job and all your various experiences, um, you must have some thoughts about transportation as well as an issue. We've sort of been at the end of the line as far as the railroad is concerned, the train service to Boston. It ends in Lakeville right now. What do you think the prospects are for having rail service? And because you're thinking about running, or maybe you've already declared, uh, for the New Bedford City Council. I have. My, have, have my, you my, I sure have. My website's already up, my oh, Facebook page. Good. I I took out my papers about a month ago. My papers are already in. My signatures are already certified. You only need 50. I passed in about 500. So the support's been phenomenal. It really has. That's a good start. I'm glad to hear that. It's not bravado either. It's true. It's been phenomenal. Uh, so I want to come back to my main question, but I first want to ask you, what is your website? You can log on to my website. It's very easy. 
www.ianabreu.com. I-A-N-A-B-R-E-U.com. There, you, if you want more information on the campaign, you can look at my stance on the issues. You can also look at uh, my uh, my background, my biography. We have a nice photo album of some things I've done in the community, some events I've taken part in. Um, so it's a great way for you to kind of check out and see what I've done. And there is an email link. So if you want to email me and contact me, I'll be more than happy to talk to you. And it also has a link to my Facebook page. So I have to ask this question as well. If somebody was interested in helping you become a member of the New Bedford City Council, uh, could they go on your website? And is there a place where they could volunteer or contribute or something like that? They sure can. And my email is listed right on there, but I'll, I'll do you one better. You can call my own personal cell phone. Okay. Oh, I want to write that. Down. Sure. It's a 508-496-4335, 508-496-4335. I think you'll find out I'm a pretty transparent guy. Uh, you know, I'll pick up your call. If I'm not, if I'm busy, I'll return it within a legitimate period of time. And I'm always open, and anyone will tell you, I'm always open for a cup of coffee downtown, and let's you, talk about the issues. Do you, do you buy the coffee? Of course I do. Of course you do. It's on me. So now that you've given out your cell phone, that means we don't have to worry about Donald Trump giving out your cell phone. No, of course not. <laughs> no, that's fine. I'm not sure what that accomplished, by the way, with Donald Trump giving out the cell phone. No, that's, yeah. You know, I can, uh, I could give you my campaign manager's number too, but you know what? You know, uh, Abreu Central starts and stops with me, so just call me directly and I can talk to you. So, so like Harry Truman, the buck stops here. The buck stops here, right. Well, let's come back to an economic issue, which I think is very important for the city of New Bedford. It's important for jobs. It's important for what it means for improving the housing market in our area. And that's the subject of uh, extending rail service into New Bedford and Fall River in our area. Uh, what is your position on that? So I currently serve on the executive committee of the Rail to Boston Coalition. It's an affiliate group of the chamber made up of uh, the Chamber of Commerce of New Bedford, the Taunton Area Chamber, uh, the Greater New Bedford Association of Realtors, and a bunch of other regional and public partners. Uh, there are uh, a couple of representatives from Bay Coast Bank. A lot of people who may have a lot of at stake here for bringing this rail uh, down to New Bedford. I know that on the uh, website for the Fall River Area Chamber of Commerce, they also talk about transportation and uh, working on the redesign of Interstate 195 and Route 79. There's been a lot of construction going on in Fall River in that whole area recently. Uh, it's a little bit of a difficulty uh, uh, getting in and out of Fall River sometime because of that. But they're also working with uh, CERTA and helping to improve uh, transportation uh, because of some of those difficulties. I'm assuming that it's in the interest of the Fall River Chamber of Commerce as well to have train service extended, rail service extended. When you look at New Bedford, Fall River, and Taunton, where the three most metropolitan cities, 50 miles outside of Boston with no major rail access. Mm. So you talk about that rail to Boston, what it means. We talked about, I think you alluded to it briefly, the real estate market's going to boom. We know that. But it's going to create two-way commerce between us and Boston yes, and will. back and forth. It's going to create, obviously, job opportunities, not only for our residents to go up to Boston for work, but it's going to create opportunities for Boston area employers to tap into our market so our people can get back to work and maybe the greater Boston market mm -hmm. if there are opportunities to be fostered. Not only that, too, but it's going to create uh, access for our senior citizens or those who, made access, who might need access to Boston area health care service. 
students who may be accepted into colleges in the greater Boston area but who may not have any transportation. It's going to help them get to and from school for higher education. There are plenty of reasons why this is going to work and why it should work. The money's been bonded. We know it's there. Governor Baker continues to state on record, continue to plan, and we're seeing the updating and the planning as we speak. For instance, the bridge above uh, Route 18 by the Wamstada Lofts, that train bridge, right. that's being updated as we speak because mm -hmm. that's going to be a connecting line to the Whale's Tooth. Okay, it's going to bridge that gap between uh, King's Highway, where's gonna, where there's going to be a stop, and the Whale's Tooth. So these tracks are being updated as we speak. It's continuing to plan. We're continuing to implement the service. It's going to take a while, but I will say this. If Boston 2024 happens, we know we're going to get those sailing games in New Bedford. If that mm -hmm. happens, mm -hmm. and if and when this casino passes, which I believe between us and Brockton, and all due respect, we make the best case out of the two regions, if this casino comes and it's signed, sealed, and delivered by the commissioner, there is no way we are not going to have rail access down in New Bedford over the next five to six years. It's just not going to happen. There's no way we will have rail in New Bedford. There's no way around it. I can tell you right now, I know people who work in Boston, but they live in communities that are closer, and they would much prefer to live in this whole region. Anything from the Rhode Island border coming through Fall River, coming through Westport, Dartmouth, New Bedford, and the towns on the other side, they'd love to live in this area. We live in a beautiful part of the country, not just Massachusetts. But having rail service would be extremely critical to them to be able to commute into Boston. Nobody wants to drive into Boston. No, exactly. Now, uh, what about power? Do we have sufficient electric power in this area? I know there's something called the South Coast Electric Power Group, and I think both Fall River and New Bedford area chambers of commerce are involved in that. We are, so I serve as the staff lead on that as well. It's the South Coast Electric Power Group, and it's a buy-in program through Con Ed Solutions. So uh, our employers, at no cost to them, they're able to have our consultant through the state at Con Ed Solutions, Branton Davis, come down and assess your energy. Check out your meter. See what kind of energy you're burning. Not gas, just electricity. Okay? But regardless, our members over the last year, they saved 37%. Uh, on their utilities or their electric than they would have spent if they were with NSTAR or National Grid. So again, um, you know, and I know the city of New Bedford and Kenny Ramis and Scott Durkee, they're working on this initiative as well. It's not a monopoly. We have a choice in our energy provider in New Bedford and in this greater South Coast community. A lot of people aren't aware of it yet. They I think, think I think that's correct. They think aware. NSTAR National Grid is the be-all and end-all, and that's all we have for choice. That is not true at all. Uh, but you see now, National Grid and NSTAR, they're getting nervous. Well, NSTAR, now it's Eversource, I should say. Eversource. Eversource. They change their name every four or five years. But uh, regardless, they're starting to see now that a lot of competition is starting to be fostered by these communities. They're creating these power group initiatives. And as you can see, they're starting to lower their prices. So they're getting nervous. Well, that's another major accomplishment of both Chambers of Commerce in Fall River and New Bedford because they're looking for ways that will help provide other electrical outlets and sources so it can be cheaper, more affordable, and can also attract businesses at the same time. Absolutely. Well, you know, um, I have to ask you one question, Ian. Oh, boy. Do you ever get any sleep? No. <laughs> uh, you know, the brain is always going. I'll wake up middle of the night, the brain is still going, and I'm thinking of things. And my wife uh, my wife makes fun of me a lot. She says, boy, you're 24-7, you don't stop. 
I said, no, it's what I like to do. I enjoy it. For example, we went to the vineyard last week for a couple of days. My wife and I, we had some family out there and we were visiting and uh, we were there a Wednesday through a Saturday and uh, I'd be getting emails on my phone and text messages and phone calls and you know, I'm trying to put the phone down but business can't wait sometimes. People have a problem. They have an issue so, and what am I going to do? I can't let it fester for five or six days. I have to handle it. It's part. It's it's part of the uh, the business. Yeah, vacation. I can understand. I mean, we we live in an age when people don't take a plane vacation and unplug. Most people are plugged in when they're going vacation. So, how about dinner? When you have dinner with your wife, do you shut the phone off? You know, we have a deal. Okay. Good. Uh, we have our phones. We turn them upside down. Middle of the table is what we do. Okay. First one to grab that phone. Pays the tab. Of course, it doesn't matter because my money is her money, but <laughs> and her money is mine. Or well, my money is hers, and hers is hers. I should say, but so here's here's a novel approach that I would suggest for you in your lifestyle. When you go to dinner or you have dinner at home, just put it in the off position for about thirty minutes, and life is still going to continue. Believe it or not, it will. You're right. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just unbelievable in this day and age of Facebook Messenger and the emails and texting. I and mean, there's no such thing as you know, being unplugged. But you're right. If you can turn your phone off, that's a good way to have it as well. Uh, you know, and what I'm going to do is when I get elected to the city council, I'm going to have my own personal phone line that I'm going to have designated for council business. So I'll return calls on that line. It'll be a dedicated line just for council business. So uh, I think it'll be a good way to show my transparency and how I'm available, mm -hmm. again, 24-7 sure. to help the constituency. Oh, you absolutely have to be available. There's no question about it. Um, but so my last suggestion is when you're doing this, uh, have a message that will go back to somebody when they're texting you or calling you while you're having dinner with your wife. Sorry, I can't talk right now. I'm having dinner with my wife. So it looks good. Exactly. And they'll understand that. A family man. Right. They'll <laughs> like that. Sure. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. You know, you have to find a balance in your life. I mean, the reality is this family always comes for us. It should always come for us. Your no wife, question. your no mother, question. your children, your father, whatever the case may be. So um, you're here to be selfless and serve the community, but you also have to take care of home as well. That's just the reality. Well, I'm excited to find out that both Fall River and New Bedford Chambers of Commerce are doing a number of things together, and it makes sense. We're only, what, 12, 15 miles apart, and there's a lot of similarities in population groups and education levels and everything that we do. And we're all really working together, so I think that's terrific. So, um, I, number one, I want to wish you the best of luck in your campaign for city council. You came very close the last time. You're running for councilor at large, is that correct? That is correct, citywide. And I know there's a lot of people listening who might want to reach out and say, I'd like to support this gentleman. He sounds like he's got a lot of good ideas. He's got a lot of good experience. And so tell us again how somebody could reach you if they want to simply help in your campaign. Sure. You can call me direct on my cell phone, 508-496-4335. Bingo. I wrote that down. You can also go to my website, which I think Ray wrote down. It's uh, com. so it's I-A-N-A-B-R-E-U.com. Mm -hmm. uh, and those are the two best ways. to. You can email me right through that website, and you can call me direct. You can also look me up on Facebook. Just punch my name in, Ian Abreu. You can add me. I'll accept you, and we can talk through Messenger or talk through the, the Facebook wall and uh, whatever concerns or questions you have. I'm more than happy and willing and able to help you. But I won't do it during your dinner hour. No, I can't do that during my dinner hour. My <laughs> wife, uh, boy, I don't want to get into that, but yeah. You have to find a time to unplug. You are absolutely right, so... 
Well, I'm looking forward to more information about the uh, business program that's going to be available in October. And um, that's going to be held at White's, you said? White's of Westport from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. on the 15th. It's free for business owners and businesses in the area. All you have to do is bring a business card. That's your free admission. Okay, because so it, it's a free service provided for you to network with mm -hmm. other businesses. And that's a joint effort of both New Bedford and Fall River Chambers. That right? is correct. And, you know, we're going to tweak some things on how we do with it, too. In the past, we've done workshops for local businesses on social media, branding. Um, we're going to try to switch things up a little bit. We're going to try to be a little more cutting edge, a little more modern in some of the uh, programming that we're going to offer with this event. That's all I can say at this time. But just know that it's going to be a great event for our uh, local residents. Good. So if any business owner is listening this morning, doesn't matter what kind of a business you have, make sure that your organization is a member of New Bedford Chamber of Commerce or Fall River Chamber of Commerce. It's a really important thing to do, and you're going to learn about lots of opportunities, or you might want to hire somebody at some point in time. You may want to reach out and market to other members of the various chambers. Just lots of, lots of good reasons. Uh, do you ever go to business after hours? We have them every month. I know you have them every month. Do I go to them? Yes. Yeah, of course. <laughs> we run it, yeah. In fact, uh, you know, we have them usually on the second or third Thursday or Wednesday of every month. Your best bet is to either call me at the office or go on to our website, newbedfordchamber.com, to check out our calendar for when they're happening. Uh, they're free for all of our members. Right. If you're a non-member, there is a fee of $25. However, if you want to come as a one-time courtesy to check it out, make sure there's something you want to do, I will waive that fee for you one time. Okay. But normally there is a fee if you're not a member because our members do pay dues and your dues pays for that service. You know, I have to check out my own website, which is usawealthgroup.com, and see if we have a link to the chambers. And if we don't, we should get a link from our own website into the chambers you as well. I think that would be an important We'll thing talk offline about that. Okay. There's a gentleman named uh, Garson Cannon who once said, Amateurs hope professionals work and there's lots of things we need to do to continue to uh, improve our lives but we're really excited this morning that we've had with us Ian Abreu um, from New Bedford Chamber of Commerce and he's also doing a lot of things with the Fall River Chamber of Commerce which is extremely important his current position is manager of workforce and business development but as you can see from listening this morning he's involved in many other committees including rail energy, and so forth. And maybe that's why, Ian, you have so much energy, because you're plugged into the energy group. I'd like to think I've got my finger on the pulse of what's happening in New Bedford. I'm, I'm downtown every single day talking to people out on the streets, people who are working, business owners, people who may be un or underemployed, people who are creating jobs, those who want jobs. Uh, I like to think that I'm pretty in tune with everyday people in the city. I try to be. So we should have a private meeting and sit down and talk about the book that you should write. Sure. Uh, well, I'm a writer, as you know. So. Well, exactly. So you need to write a book, and you've got enough experiences in your life that you could do that. We could call it Somehow I Manage. I don't know. Somehow I Manage. or Wasn't it a Lee Iacocca book? I think it was. How to Live Successfully and Turn Your Cell Phone Off at Dinner. Oh, boy. <laughs> He's not going to let that go, is he? No. <laughs> That's good. When you come to my event uh, l later on next month, make sure you uh, you're going to ask my wife. I'd and like to do that. Make sure you give her that. an update. Right, exactly. Yes. Uh, what's your wife's name? Samantha. Okay, so I'm going to actually reach out to her and say, now, do you have uninterrupted dinners since uh, Ian has been on the radio with us? That's right. <laughs> so starting now, it's going to start. I promise. Okay. <laughs> good. 
Well, um, when you campaign for an at-large position, you have to know the, the entire city of New Bedford, don't you? Absolutely. Uh, every issue is unique, and every issue is just as important as the other, whether it's crime in the Cove Street neighborhood or absentee landlords and, and properties that are in disrepair, or it's quality of life issues if you live in the deep south end regarding, uh, you know, trash or people, uh, you know, from the beach parking, parking in front of your home. Or if you're in the west end dealing with issues regarding a Buttonwood Park or the downtown issue, of course, there could be a lot of crime in the downtown area. There could be there's a lot of economic activity. So obviously downtown you have a lot of business concern, people trying to expand their business. The far north end, Sasquin Pond, you have people dealing with water pressure. There's a lot. So Okay. I want to come back. I just want to leave a phone number. Uh, if you're listening in the Fall River area and you are a business owner in particular, you want to join the Chamber of Commerce, call them at 508-676-8226, and you really should be a member. If you're listening in the greater New Bedford area and you want to join the New Bedford Chamber and you're not a member, Ian, what number should they call to join the New Bedford Chamber? 508-999-5231, extension 24. Well, thank you very much for being with us today. We won't have time today to talk about the casino, which will obviously have a major impact. But, gosh, we've talked about so many things today. <laughs> I want to wish you the best of luck in your campaign for you, Counselor-at-Large in New Bedford. Um, I hope you're successful. We could certainly use your energy. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to Money Wise Radio. Remember, none of us can be an expert at everything, so let the professionals at USA Wealth Group help you protect your family and your money. Let their family protect your family. And until next time, stay well, folks. So long.